Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, my beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you are well. I always pray that. Um, Mother, you say, how could we be well? This is D-Day. This is the election day. And, you know, I haven't looked at the results this morning. But when I went to um, bed last night, late, um, uh, Biden was way ahead. Uh, I don't think that means anything. Last year, uh, last election, rather, Hillary was way ahead and Trump still won. I'm I'm thinking Trump will still win. I'm praying for that. Um, but God will let his will be done. We have abandoned him, and I don't think he's yet abandoned us. But we are in no matter who wins. Um, I think you know that Antifa and others have uh, are planning to wreak utter havoc in our country, uh, no matter who wins right now. So um, we're in for a, a very bad time. And um, uh, Trump will do all that he can to continue on the fantastic road he has taken. Um, but uh, the left is going to do everything to thwart him, uh, as they already have. So, um, beloved um we are in for it, and I don't know what it is right now, but um, we will have the opportunity. We have been the freest nation in the world. Um, we have lived under um, peace, for the most part, and freedom. Uh, such freedom to be individuals, to, to uh, live as we wish, to believe as we wish, have there been persecutions in our country? There have. Have children been removed from parents from their homes? They have. Have forced abortions occurred in our country? They have. You may not know this, but they have. But that is nothing compared to what may be before us. Um, and I say that we have a chance now to live our calling as saints. Saints are not holy, perfect people without sin. Saints are those who, through their baptism, have been set apart for God, set apart from the world for God. And we have been um, in pain, some of us have been, uh, particularly for the Chinese Catholics, who have been so betrayed by our church and uh, the underground churches they've had the underground church has been betrayed um uh, the whole faith of catholics in in china has been betrayed and i would say in the world has been betrayed by our current magisterium are there magnificent faithful heroic bishops among us there certainly are are there magnificent holy faithful priests among us they are the priests of our community's parish here um, in Tulsa is um, 
uh, one of the best priests I've ever come across in my lifetime and ever probably will. A holy, holy man of God who will reject that description of him. Um, absolutely faithful, right on. So um, there are many, many good people and millions of good and faithful Christians and especially Catholic Christians. Um don't fear what's ahead. It's natural that we fear persecution, especially if it's on us, um, if we feel it, uh, other than reading news headlines, if, if it comes to us directly, um, which it already has in minor forms. Um, the lockdown is a persecution. Wearing masks, mandat- a mandatory mask is a persecution. Um, all of it is evil. It's not smart. It's not good. Uh, it's been shown medically to do more harm than good, the masks. Um, but uh, now a, a second virus, a second and possibly a third virus is said to be coming upon us. Whether it's manufactured, I don't know. Uh, Bill Gates is the one that um, I heard that news report from. And um, Bill Gates is right on top of the uh, entire one world order um funding it with george soros and and others uh total evil to uh bring communism to us and have a one world order where there will be no freedom whatsoever it is uh, being presented under the um, um let me just say uh how do we say pictures of uh, total medical support, no one will starve, everyone will be fed, everyone will be equal, everyone will have opportunity. No, this is communism, and there is no country who has um, undergone communism that has not been utterly, utterly destroyed. Uh, Look at Venezuela today, and um, the countries who have undergone communism and see what's happening to our country and say that this is exactly what happened to us and America is blind. They don't see it. So um, if Biden wins, um, those on the left have vowed to f- pull him further left. And um, there are many of us who don't think that he'll be president very long, which means Kamala Harris will be president, which will be a, a much worse scenario. So uh, if you can picture one, um, persecution is coming upon us, beloved. And I say now, I woke up with the people of China on my heart, the Cardinal Zen, who has been betrayed and lives in utter grief at what is happening to his people, his faithful people whose salvation was to be underground and be Catholic. And now um, that's no longer salvation for him, for them. And so, um, and he's utterly been ignored. Um, My heart was, um, I, I think I wrapped my heart around the Chinese people this morning to say, I think we're going to experience what you are experiencing soon. Um, And if we don't experience the depth of what they're experiencing, uh, we will begin to know what it is to live in a persecuted country. We have not been persecuted. We've had isolated incidences of it, but we have not yet truly been persecuted. We still have the freedom to live our faith. We still have the freedom to go to mass in, in some states or dioceses, masses are not yet open or still very, very restricted. If that's the case, 
Um, it's certainly not from God that that's the case. Um, but we will see a persecution which we haven't known. And, beloved, it's an opportunity for us at last, at last, at last, at last, to truly live our faith, to truly, truly live our faith. Um and to give witness to our faith, not with fear, not with hiding, not with silence, not with lying, but to stand for Christ. We stand for Christ or we stand for Satan. It's one or the other. We cannot stand for nothing. That's why I say if you haven't voted, if you refrain from voting, beloved, today's the day. If you decide you don't want to vote for any candidate, you know you cannot be a Catholic in good standing and vote for Biden, it will be mortal sin for you. Um, if you do. So some of you, many of you, unfortunately, even tragically, have decided not to vote. If you do that, it is still sinful. You must vote. The only thing for good men to do uh, to allow evil to prevail is to do nothing, is to be silent. You must vote. And if you withhold a vote from President Trump because you don't want to vote for Biden Biden, or you're afraid it's against your Catholic faith, um, you are still in sin because if you withhold a vote for Trump, it is a vote for President Biden. Again, I went to sleep last night. Biden was way ahead in in almost every almost every state, um, and the Democratic Party ahead uh, in almost every other race. Um, and I didn't panic because I know that many, 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 many thousands or millions will be voting today. A mail, mail-in ballots, the votes haven't been counted, all of that. Um, and everything is going to try to be hijacked. And <clears throat> uh, Biden's statement, don't let Trump steal the election. Uh, it's rather the other way around. Trump is not stealing the election. The people are trying to keep him in because that is the answer to sanity. And, uh, and the left is trying in every way to um, uh, foil that. So um, it's today, beloved. And um, if you have withheld your vote, I, I don't know what to do except beg you. I'm a human being. I'm weak. I have no power. I have no authority. I can only beg you to go and cast your vote for President Trump. Cast your vote for life. If you don't, you are refusing people in the Holocaust did not. Six million Jews and six million others, do you know that? Non-Jews, priests and religious and many, many others. Six million Jews and six million others were killed because the people right over the walls there, the people stayed silent. Uh, The United States, the governments, everyone stayed silent and uh, evil one. That's all you need to do today to put evil in power. Um, And I do mean Biden and the whole party who have thrown God out of their party. Uh, And they are the ticket for murder. If you refrain, if you remain silent, you are guilty of bringing uh, greater evil upon us and responsible for the death of millions and millions of babies. Because the people you uh, refused to elect um, would have saved those babies. There's the music for our first break, beloved. You call in any time today with anything on your heart. 
The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. The Christian faith advances through testimony. Jesus gives testimony to the Father. The apostles give testimony to the resurrection. You and I give testimony of how Jesus changes our lives. In the Silent No More Awareness campaign, men and women are speaking out about the wound of abortion and the healing power of Jesus. Let's hear and spread their testimonies. Visit priestsforlife.org. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. beloved this is mother miriam many of you are familiar with mother miriam live but i wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the station of the cross such as the catholic current father robert mcteague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m eastern you can listen anytime to the catholic current as a podcast on the iCatholic radio mobile app Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hello, dear family. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. And as I said, we will take your calls today. Uh, normally we take them after the second break, and um, we will take them uh, anytime you call in now. Um, <clears throat> today, it's been so long since I've been able to take your calls live. A uh, toll-free number to call in is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station of the cross.com I'm going to read you an article um that I have uh, come across um um so many times and it's it's so so beautiful and it is an article on St Charles Borromeo's uh, courageous response to the plague of his day um <clears throat> uh let me just see um the 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 um the introduction to the article says with the world at large still reeling from covid-19 and over 170,000 dead now i don't see the date of this article it's grown since then one wonders what is the most catholic response to hide or to seek most of us must render unto caesar and observe government mandates to shelter in place but are others called to a higher mandate um 
you left something out of that in this article. We render to Caesar that which is Caesar's, but we render to God that which is God, God's. And so um, uh, we never give up worship of God. And again, um, the, the government has no power has no power over the church. It has no power other than what we give it. And um, as Cardinal Raymond Burke had said, um, Sunday Mass uh, is not a man-made uh, law. It's it's divine law. And no human being, including a bishop or has a bishop or priest, has any power to um, uh, dismiss us from that law. Um, uh, what's the word that's flying from my mind? To suspend us. Uh, they can suspend us from uh, church laws, but not from those that God has given directly, divine laws. And the worship on Sunday is a divine law. And so uh, I had one very beautiful, courageous holy bishop say to me very recently, it was a mistake that we gave into that. Well, blessed be God for a bishop like that not easy to see through the forest always uh, bishops are i think most bishops who suspended the mass did that out of goodwill uh, to protect their people i think they had a genuine struggle but i know most people said they would rather die from covid than than not receive the sacraments and this article goes on to say from 1576 to 1578 a plague ravaged through northern italy killing tens of thousands the epidemic was known as saint charles plague because of the heroic response of the cardinal archbishop of milan saint charles borromeo <clears throat> And it says uh, here here was his decision for everyone to stay in place or to save souls. And it reads on August 11, 1576, the plague broke out in the northern quarter of Milan as festivities were being planned for the arrival of the famed Don Juan of Austria. Now, why am I reading this when it looks like COVID is pretty much behind us? Um, Again, uh, another plague or two others are being predicted. Again, COVID was not what it was made out to be. It was real. Uh, frightening. It did cause deaths, but the numbers were greatly distorted. Uh, Someone could have died from diabetes, and if they had any touch of COVID, it was counted as a COVID death. So um, uh, just a great deal of uh, distortion there. Hearing of the outbreak, back to St. Charles, hearing of the outbreak, most of the secular authorities, along with Don Juan, fled. St. Charles was attending the funeral of a bishop outside the city when he heard the news. Instead of staying in place or fleeing, he immediately set forth toward the city. As he entered Milan, many people rushed out crying for mercy. Without resting from his journey, St. Charles went straight to the cathedral and said a short prayer. After appealing to God for help, he advanced into the epicenter of the outbreak, not even taking the time to change out his dusty riding clothes. When he finally retired to his Episcopal palace, he found a few remaining government officials waiting for him. They asked St. Charles to take command of the city as their leaders, including the governor, had abandoned their posts. St. Charles accepted the burden, saying, quote, 
a long time ago, I resolved never to leave undone anything which might be for my people's good. I beg you, above all, not to lose heart. Do not be affected by the example of those born and bred in the city who hurriedly abandoned it by fight, by flight, at the very moment when it needed help. And I'm going to draw a parallel to many of our own bishops who have abandoned us, who have abandoned God's people and are not only voting for the left, for Biden, for death, but they are um, encouraging their people to do the same. They have left. They have left the faith. They have lost their faith. Um, They may call themselves Catholic. Uh, People may say, who are you, Mother Miriam, to judge? What's your problem? I'm not judging hearts. I can't know anyone's hearts. But we do and are asked to judge actions. And if your brother sins, says our Lord, um, go and tell him and then bring someone else if he doesn't believe you. And then if he doesn't believe them, tell it to the church and then put him out, put him out of the fellowship, put him out of the church, excommunicate him. Why? So that he'll be damned. No. So that he'll be saved. That's the the point of it. You put someone completely out of the church, you excommunicate them, and they no longer have the protection of God's grace within the church, the fellowship of other Christians, because other Christians, according to the scriptures, St. Paul says, are to have nothing to do with them. If they experience that, they might think a little more deeper than they have, but they don't experience that. They're cheered on by other bishops, they're left in place, they're not excommunicated, it's it's just a it, it's Catholicism gone awry. Uh, the article continues here. Since the authorities, out of fear of contagion, had already forbidden public processions and religious ceremonies, many souls were deprived of the sacraments. Saint Charles said that it was because of this that the wrath of God had been called down upon Milan. Therefore, he told the officials that the only cure was to pray and do penance more piously than before. Quoting uh, St. Charles Borromeo, he redoubled his efforts. He said, I will do my duty to the utmost. To prepare himself for what lay ahead, St. Charles offered himself as an expiatory victim for the sins of his people. Can you imagine every bishop doing that? we would be in a much better uh, situation today because the loss of Catholicism, the loss of faith of our shepherds, the abandonment of our shepherds, all of them, absolutely not all of them, but um, those who have not abandoned the faith but have remained silent as far as the sheep are concerned have abandoned us because they cannot hear our Lord's voice through their shepherds anymore. Um, um, it'd be a different world today if our shepherds uh, follow the example of St. Charles Borromeo. And bishops may say, Mother Miriam, you are so out of line, you are so disrespectful, you have no idea what we suffer, and you'd be right, I don't have the idea, uh, any idea what you suffer, or the counsel that's around you. But I do know that uh, there are very, very, very few who follow the example of St. Charles Borromeo and put the sheep 
and their salvation, not their physical health, but their salvation ahead of everything else, which is what a shepherd is called to do. To prepare himself for what lay ahead, St. Charles offered himself as an expiatory victim for the sins of his people. He also organized his affairs and made his last will. After this preparation, he went out every day to visit the sick and dying. Profoundly moved by their suffering, St. Charles said, quote, The dreadful state of these wretched creatures, everything lacking both for soul and body, these unhappy children seem to look on me, that St. Charles, as the cause of all their ills. You hear that? Here he's going to risk his life to save them, and they're looking upon him as the cause of all their ills. Their silence reproaches me, St. Charles. Their silence reproaches me for my idleness. I put off holding out a helping hand when by my example I should have moved others to pity. I will delay no longer. By the grace of God, I will do my duty to the utmost. End quote. He redoubled his efforts focusing mainly on the spiritual welfare of the beleaguered. Oh, beloved, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to reread that sentence and beg you to write it down. Um, bishops, dear beloved bishops, you have no idea how much the sheep desperately need you to live out your calling, to be another Christ to us. To be Christ to us, that is your calling. And this is, these are the words of this heroic soul, St. Charles, when he went out to the people in the plague. They basically turned on him. I'm going to read this again, he says. The dreadful state, quote, The dreadful state of these wretched creatures, everything lacking both for soul and body. These unhappy children seem to look on me as the cause of all their ills. Their silence reproaches me for my idleness. I put off holding out a helping hand when by my example I should have moved others to pity. I will delay no longer. By the grace of God, I will do my duty to the utmost. End quote. Oh, we are sheep, dear bishops, dear excellencies. We are sheep begging you to follow the example of a true shepherd, St. Charles Borromeo. And then another quote from him, do not prefer a late death to a holy one. Many priests in Milan were in hiding, fearing they might catch the disease. Even among the holy cardinal's household, many fled. And there's the music for our second break, beloved. And I can, um, I, I think the examples that I've seen on the internet of priests serving consecrated hosts, zipping them up in, in Ziploc bags and letting people take them to their cars and receive communion themselves. That is utterly sinful. It's utterly sinful. No one is to take communion by themselves. It is or serving them the host with gloves and a shield and it's just awful there's no way to express this to you but possibly to listen to the heart and words of a St. Charles Borromeo a St. John um, um, 
to Paul, I, f- I forget now, um, who went out in the middle of the plague and saved millions. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. For several ways to view our programming grid, including at our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. The Station of the Cross thanks our financial supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization not affiliated with your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we're able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, dear family. This is our full half hour together, and you are welcome to call in. I'm going to continue reading St. Charles Borromeo, the article on him tomorrow, but now we'll take your calls, your emails, your texts, with anything at all on your heart. Um, I wish I could find a way to convince people uh, to vote for uh, life, that is to vote for President Trump, not to vote for murder uh, of babies, um, same-sex marriage is to destroy the family. There is no such thing as same-sex marriage, same-sex unions, same-sex so-called marriage, euthanasia, abortion. It's simply all to destroy the family, to destroy civilization, to live a life of murder. We simply get rid of what we don't want. What if, what if God got rid of us that way? We certainly deserve hell. None of us deserve heaven. Um, we're not living our Christianity, beloved. It grieves me. There's no end. There's no end. So if you have an idea of how to help even a few people today, um, how to vote for life for Trump, um, I invite you to call in. I'm, I'm out of words. I'm out of thoughts. It's, it's just an unthinkable thing. I wish, 
I wish I could convince people, as Father James Altman has tried to do, that you cannot be Catholic and vote for Biden and vote Democrat. You can call yourself a Catholic. You may have been a lifelong Catholic, but you will be a Catholic in mortal sin and you will not be on your way to heaven. Absolutely not. And there are a lot of people angry with me right now for saying that. I know that. I've gotten emails on it. You're wrong, Mother. Who are you to say that? Um, I'm a Catholic who reads Scripture and who reads the Catechism and knows what the Church teaches. You may not vote for someone who favors abortion, uh, who's voting on an abortion, who's sworn to keep abortion illegal, safe and legal are demonic terms, how how is the baby safe when it's the baby's being murdered legal under whose law certainly not god's thou shalt not murder anyone who can defy that and say i'm still a catholic is uh, deluded I, I i just need to speak clearly you don't if you don't agree you don't agree but um it's the case so um, it's the one time i'm inviting you to call in on a particular subject anything else anything on your heart But I'm at a loss. Uh, Only God can convert hearts. Only God. So the toll-free number to call, again, and our lines are wide open. Catherine will be with you in a moment. Um, The toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483. Email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Catherine from Massachusetts, dear one, are you on? Yes, Mother. Hi, God sweetie. bless you very much for Thank all you. your uh, moral courage and for speaking the truth of our Catholic faith. I, oh, I'm very you. grateful to uh, when I listen to you every day. You're you're um, you're a, you're a saint, and um, well, we're I'm all saints grateful. from our baptism, Catherine, dearest. Yes. We're all saints. We're all set apart. The question is. Are we living out our sainthood or have we abandoned it? That's the question, huh? And the more we live it out, uh, the the closer to God we become. So thank That's you, sweetheart. True. You're welcome. I have a couple points I wanted to make to share with your viewers, if that's okay. Yes, of course. Um, first of all, I, about the election, mm-hmm. a vote for Trump would be a vote for uh, life and religious yep. liberty. That's it. Uh, if you vote for Biden... You're voting for abortion, infanticide, yep. and he wants to abolish the Hyde Amendment, which yep. would mean we all have blood on our hands yep. because he wants us all to pay for abortions. Yeah, And it's so upsetting to me that they gave Amy Coney Barrett our first, um, uh, well, uh, the our Catholic um, Supreme Court justice, they gave her such, they meaning the Democratic Party, Gave they her gave her such a hard time. Hard time, yes, they right. We expected that. Hard time because of her Catholicism, right? But yet they give Biden, the Democrats welcome him with open arms because I he's know. a Catholic, but he does not. He does not practice his Catholic faith. No, he calls himself poor. a Catholic. He's excommunicated himself from the church. He doesn't even know it. When we well, commit mortal sin, mm-hmm. when we commit mortal sin, we don't need anybody to excommunicate us. We excommunicate ourselves. And apart wow. from repentance, there's no heaven for us. Wow. Well, that's, he's, he's selling his soul for the Democratic Party. That's right. It's, it's really, um, but I also want to touch on something that you said in the beginning of your program, 
Um, this is an example of President Trump uh, caring about religious liberty. Um, he sent his Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, to travel to Rome to see the Pope to inform him of the abuses of Catholics in China, that, that the Chinese Communist Party is abusing Catholics, and the Pope refused to see him. Mm-hmm. And then Cardinal Zen from China, he's the, yeah. uh, as you know, uh, went to Rome to inform the Pope of the horrific right, to treatment. To beg of the Pope, right? Mm-hmm. And the Pope refused to see Cardinal Zen. Yeah, I think that is just such a that is. I it's, I, I pray. It's to tragic. The, um, it's tragic, Chinese Catherine. Catholics every day. Yeah. Every we must, day. all of us. We, you know, we've been praying for the uh, persecuted church for many, many years. Church to mm-hmm. the aid in need, and all of that. Um, we we must pray for the Catholics in China. They are real heroes today, and everything well, is being destroyed. Yeah, President Trump cared more about them than the Pope, because he sent his Secretary of State to yeah, inform I know. him. It was it's, some it, agreement that. The Pope was signing with uh, the Chinese Communist Party, yeah. and mm-hmm. they went there before the the um, right. agreement was to be signed to inform him, so he wouldn't sign that agreement, and he wouldn't even give him the opportunity. I know, to, sweetheart, uh, but you see, he already knew. The Pope already knew. Nobody was informing the Pope of anything. It's a great, great, great mystery to us, and it, it pierces our heart. The evil pierces our heart um and so we just have to keep praying and be a witness to our faith there Catherine. god bless you my dear sister i'm going to go on to another call thank you for your call thank you for your heart and never give up never get discouraged never stop praying thank you mother Miriam. god bless thank you. you you too sweetheart we have robert from michigan on the line hi robert uh, yes. Good morning, Mother. How are you? I'm. I'm okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I just um, was thinking over the last few weeks um, about how people in my own family can support the Democratic Party, and there's such a divide. And it, I remember some things I read it from Father Stefano Gobi of the Mary Movement of Priests. Mm-hmm. The Blessed Mother talked about the false church and the false Christ. Right. And it seems to me what that is is simply Christ without his cross. That if you have, you know, same-sex attractions, you're not supposed to practice chastity or suffer like Christ and unite your sufferings to Christ, but you're supposed to just simply um, give into it. And if you have an unplanned pregnancy, you know, you're not supposed to offer it up and, and do your best to... Um, to give the baby up for adoption or to, or have the child, but just go have an abortion. It seems like mm-hmm. that mentality is what that is at the root of the of the divide. I just wonder what your thoughts might be about um, not well, not uniting our sufferings to Christ anymore. You're right on. You're right on, Robert. Christ without His cross is a different Christ. Is an antichrist. There is no such thing as Christ without His cross. That is a figment of our imagination, and that is um, 
I'm going to say whoever votes Democrat is not willing to live their faith. They say they believe in Christ, just like uh, Vice President Biden, ex-Vice President Biden does, but they do not because they're not following him. And to follow him is to pick up our cross and follow him. You're a hundred percent right. And, um, Many people have called the present church the anti-church, and we know that there are many antichrists. And we may not have the full description of our present Holy Father, but um, because we, we can't see these things, we're in the middle of them, but we know clearly when one is betraying the faith and the faithful. And so um, that's what we know. And again, if we, uh, if we want heaven... We need to decide, uh, as Joshua said, uh, choose this day who you will serve, Satan or God. That's those, those are the choices, nothing in between. You're very right, Robert. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah, well, I appreciate your heart and um, grieve that your own family members uh, would be in, so darkened that they're that their heart would be so, so darkened. Um, If you read Romans chapter 1, I say everybody listening, read Romans chapter 1. It is, which Paul wrote, of course, 2,000 years ago. It is um, um, uh, to the new Christians who were being persecuted in Rome, by the way, he wrote that. And um, if you read it, um, from verse 18 to the end of the chapter, you will see a complete description of today. I won't read it now for you because uh, I want to take other calls and emails, but everybody, look at Romans chapter 1 and verses 18 uh, to the end of the chapter, and you will see what's going on today. All right, will do. Thank you very much. Bless you, Robert. God bless you. Um, You too. Thanks. Um, Let me see. Um, Mark from Wisconsin. Um, are you on the line, Mark? Yes, yes, I am, Mother. Hi, you sound very cheerful. Good to speak with you, Mark. Well, it's it's sunny in 53, and that's a reason to smile, Mother. In Wisconsin, it is. Yes, you're very right. It, it is. It is. Well, I was just calling real quick. I just discovered your channel here in the last several days, and I know okay. that you've had uh, Father Altman on from La Crosse, yes. Wisconsin, a place right. podcast, and I've listened to it like most people a hundred times, and just a beautiful sermon, but I just wanted to pass on to your listening audience. Um, I have a good friend who's a teacher right across the street in a small private Catholic school. And um, about three weeks ago, the gentleman who played Jesus in the Passion of Christ with the Mel Gibson movie, you remember, Jim from years ago. Jim Cavizio, yes. yes. He met with Father Altman three weeks ago and gave Father Altman the... Uh, the screenplay of the movie that he will be shooting with Mel Gibson called The Resurrection. Oh, my and, uh, goodness, how so, fabulous is yeah, that? Yeah, so there, if you Google it, there will, there, they are working on a movie and a screenplay. And, I know. Uh, J- Jim, uh, Jim uh, gave him the, the script. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce it. You, you do an excellent job. Uh, Thank you. Mother Miriam no. pronouncing it. But anyways, <laughs> mm-hmm. a young lady that I know, um, she's actually dating my son. Uh, Father Altman brought Jim into her classroom to meet her and to meet her, uh, her class. And oh, uh, wow. so that's how I, I found out that uh, 
and I don't know how we ever, he probably found Father Altman like everybody else, just yeah. simply on YouTube. And yeah. he flew in to meet with him and uh, one day uh, and uh, gave him the script for the upcoming movie. How fantastic. The movie yeah. Resurrection is supposed to be or is uh, described to be the best film ever in history, even beyond the passion. And so... Um, yes, he, he said it's going to be bigger and even better than the original. Amazing. And um, for him to give Father Altman the script... It would be in his heart if Father Altman reads that and sees anything awry, he would tell them, which absolutely. is, it's so, oh, you made my day. That absolutely <laughs> fantastic, Mark. How, how wonderful. And you made my day by finding your show on the Internet. So All right. Blessed be God forever, dearest. Okay, there's the music. All right. All right. Beloved, we'll be right back after the break. It will be our last segment, and the lines are wide open. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Testament's first letter of St. John, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, we read, And we have this confidence in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that what we have asked Him for is ours. It's incredible to realize how much God loves us, what He has promised us, and what He'll give us through our trust in Him. Have you prayed for the Station of the Cross today? We would be grateful if you would remember us each day in your prayers, whether it's the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, the Liturgy of the Hours, the Most Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, or any other prayers you pray throughout the day. Please also pray for the intentions of your fellow Catholic radio listeners. It's so important for us to remember to keep one another in prayer. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, dear ones. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um... 
And we are here for another 10 minutes to take your calls, your emails, your texts. Lines are wide open. Call in with anything on your heart, toll free, one 5483 or email at com. We're going to take an email from a... Um, um, an Anna Ruth, uh, it's, um, I think, an Indian name, A-N-I-R-U-D-H. I don't know how to, Anna Ruth, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, uh, who writes, Dear Mother Miriam. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Mother Miriam, for your show. I'm listening in from Paris, France, where I work. I am from India, but I've been in France for nine years. I discovered the beauty of the Catholic faith in its fullness in France and was baptized four years ago. Blessed be God forever. Um, I had a question after listening to your show on speaking charitably and after listening to the caller from New York who has a Hindu wife. How do you show your parents you love them after converting to a different faith? My parents are Hindus and live in India. They are upset for five years now that I decided to become a Catholic. Hold on. Um, I used to get angry at them and disrespect them a lot after converting to the Catholic faith. Oy vey, that's the opposite, the very opposite of what a Catholic should do. But I understand it. I understand it takes us time to realize it. And um, uh, uh, Anna Ruth says, I realized after many prayers and tears that I was offending the Lord by disrespecting my parents. My parents gave me the gift of life and paid for my education. I've tried hard repairing my relationship with my parents and things are much better now. Good. Um, God is, however, calling me to marriage with a wonderful French Catholic girl. My parents finally agreed to our marriage. That's huge. My parents finally agreed to a marriage, but I feel they feel disrespected that I not only converted to Catholicism, but I am going to marry a Catholic. I understand that. That's very understandable. Our wedding... probably disrespected and betrayed our wedding is really soon um if you could pray for us they know we're going to raise our children catholic and give them the full faith they are upset as i am their only child and they are afraid hinduism will be extinguished extinguished from our family i am also far away i totally understand their pain and anguish and in their place i would feel the same way if all goes well, COVID aside, they will be at our wedding. That's very, very huge. <clears throat> my question is, how do I show my parents that I love them a lot and do not wish to offend them in any way, but at the same, t- uh, at the same time make them understand that I ought to follow Jesus and I am happy as a Christian? I understand, as you said, that this must be done charitably and perhaps without words. So how do I do it? I intend to love and honor my parents as the scriptures and our Lord command. Any ideas would be greatly appreciated, especially as you are a convert yourself. God bless and may St. Michael defend your ministry from all evil fraternally in Christ Jesus. Uh, Anna Ruth. Um, My dear brother, um, I had a similar situation coming from my Jewish background and my brother, who has four children when we first... um, uh, and and uh, became Christians from our Jewish background. 
uh, my parents wouldn't uh, let us into their home. They wouldn't go into my brother's home or uh, allow even their grandchildren to come into their home. They were they loved their grandchildren. They they loved my brother and me, but they were just so horrified that we would leave the God of the Jewish people, that we would embrace any other religion other than not a religion, but who we are as people. And I'm sure your Hindu family feels exactly the same way. Uh, what influenced them greatly is our changed lives. We never argued we never disrespected them. We never, uh, uh, as much as possible, we didn't use the name of Jesus before them because we knew how utterly offensive that was, not hiding our faith. We would just say, we believe he's the Messiah and all of that. Um, and eventually, uh, they came to believe. They started reading the scriptures not because they felt drawn to Christ or anything, but because of our changed lives. And we weren't uh, hoodlums in the street before that. But there was a love, there was a peace that no one could account for, and, and a confidence, assurance. So I would say that. Try not to, uh, I don't know, I think the uh, Hindus do believe that Jesus was a prophet, so that may not be offensive to them. But... Uh, just love them and show them your faith, um, as St. Francis said, uh, without words, if possible, just by your loving, holy, sacrificial lives. Um, and that's um, the only thing. Eventually, love will do it. And don't, don't counter them. If they come at you with an argument, say to them, you know... Um, I'm so sorry this has hurt you. I can tell you, I can answer you if you wish, uh, but I don't want to uh, injure your hearts uh, by, by, by fighting with you. I don't want to do that. If you ever really want to know why we believe what we believe, we, we would love to tell you. So no fighting, no disrespect. Be Jesus to them. That's what Jesus did. He came. Uh, along alongside of us he came into a world of sin and walked along with us to bring us to god um and that's what you need to be jesus in their midst be loving be holy <clears throat> and the scripture that comes to mind is that we love because he first loved us he died for us while we were yet in our sin so be jesus to them um, and if they ever come to love him, it will be in, in good measure, in large measure, because of your love uh, for them. I'm going to try to read one little blog here from, um, um, it's uh, St. Louis Catholic, and the title is Vote for Civilization. And he quotes Second Chronicles, And my people, upon whom my name is called, being converted, shall make supplication to me, and seek out my face, and do penance for their most wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and will hear their land. Here's a quick comment, an article from uh, that beautiful blog, um, St. Louis Catholic. Um, <clears throat> very trustworthy, and I urge everybody to go to it. Here's a quick article from that. Just a quick write, just a quick post to urge you all to gird yourselves with prayer, take courage, and vote for the last offender of all we hold dear, the tattered but much beloved remnant of Christendom. 
Christendom, the last chance of freedom and faith, and for our untiring champion, um, warts and all, President Donald Trump. And if he has any chance to fight the satanic cabal, we have to elect the Republican House, Senate, and governors. Yes, I realize most of the GOP is in the tank, but the alternative is more years of state-sponsored violence and mischief. Finally, let us pray for each other. Our victory comes from heaven alone, from Christ and his Holy Mother. Be not afraid. Do the manly deed and hope, no matter what occurs, no matter what cheating, violence, censorship, or war in the streets the Satanist party has in store, we will win if we remain steadfast. Who knows how much longer should this election be stolen that even a low-reach blog like this gentleman's will be allowed to exist. Who knows how long we can escape prison? Anything, no matter what. We believe in the communion of saints and the everlasting. Let us remain united together in that communion with Christ and his one true church, Our Lady of Fatima. Pray for us. God bless you. We'll be with you tomorrow.